0: Interesting people, thought-provoking conversations, nutrition for your brain. Journey through the minds of the world's top performers and discover what it really takes to achieve your highest version.
1: This is the Danny Miranda Podcast.
0: Stone, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Normally, I have and do deep research on guests, and it's kind of what I'm known for. But when I'm doing research for you, it's like <laughs> I didn't find out that much. And it, yeah. it was uh, so I'm excited to learn a lot today, even though I've been through some of your podcasts um, and a bunch of your TikTok. I'm just curious and want to dive deep into your story.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, I grew up kind of like a normal teenager. I mean, I really just focused up on, on sports, um, hanging out with friends, going to school and repeat. Um, until injuries came my way, um, COVID came, and I was in high school, I had a lot of time on my hands, so would watch a lot of YouTube, would watch a lot of TikTok, and uh, was fascinated about, to be honest, I mean, just big houses, real estate, nice cars. I mean, I'm, I'm a car junkie, so I love that. And, uh, yeah, and then and then so I saw more of this content on TikTok and YouTube, uh, and then more of, like, business E-commerce type of content came across my TikTok and and YouTube, so I got fascinated about that. Then I realized that my mom's cousin was uh, big into e-commerce, and so reached out to him, got the scoop on everything, and then just went from side hustle to side hustle, business to business. I mean, I did Amazon FBA, drop shipping, uh, print on demand, e-commerce in-house. Um, you name it, I probably did it, and I did it all by myself. I mean, the the websites, the social media, the Facebook ads, Google ads. Making the advertisements, canva, Photoshop, all of it, um, and then you know every single day was like really on my business alone, like and I was doing online school, but I mean online school was a joke I mean so i I, I really was focused on my my businesses, and then grades started to fall, my parents told me you know focus on grades, so I did that, stopped e commerce. This was around end of 2020 early 2021 just to give you some time frame and, and then, you were
0: what in high school how like a sophomore a junior yeah
1: oh well, i was a junior and like 17 years old so yeah because uh, people
0: listening right now they might think oh this is like a 30 year old man like just your voice <laughs> is so distinct and yeah i just want to set the context it's like yeah it's important
1: yeah so yeah i mean i uh i mean I, when i was like 16 i was you know learning about e-commerce and, and making money online but I just really got in the analysis paralysis state to where I didn't really start until like when I turned 17 in August um, towards like September, October. Carried that on to like February-ish and then got really really interested in money and compound interest and investing because what I was trying to – I wasn't – I don't want to go to college. I didn't want to go to college because – of the debt situation, of just the time, um, I knew that, you know, I and I didn't really want to work a nine-to-five. I mean, I think I'm an entrepreneur by breed. I mean, when I was young, I would do the lemonade stands. I would sell these, like, rubber band bracelets, like, in the lobbies of hotels and uh, hockey r- rinks. Um, so, I mean, I just love, like, making money and kind of, like, negotiation and selling things and just kind of solving problems, too. So, yeah, uh, around February of 2021, got really fascinated about making money and everything like that because my parents were like, all right, you know, if you can prove to us that you can make money and sustain, you know, life and expenses and bills and even do it for your family, then we don't mind you to go to college, but, you know, to not go to college because, like, you know, college is a safe route for most people to make 60, 70, 80, 100 grand a year. Um but I just didn't want to do that, so I was like, okay, I need to learn how to make money and build wealth, and so that's what I did. I just like every single day was really on that. Got really fascinated about compound interest, investing, building wealth, um, and then I just I was like, oh my god, I can just invest, you know, three hundred dollars a month in an index fund and retire a millionaire in thirty, forty years. It's like this is fascinating. I got a minimum wage job. I invested all all my money at about eight hundred bucks a month, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, you know. Supercharge this because I'm investing more than $300 And and then I was like, you know more teenagers and and young adults should should know about this at least just do it on the side for uh, To make sure that they're they're set financially and that they're able to retire uh, You know in their 50s rather than 65 70 and so I was like I was like, oh, let me just create content So I started with YouTube because I've been creating content like my whole life. I started with gaming did twitch did streaming so I started with YouTube, got no views. I mean, I posted 10, 15 videos, uh, would watch a lot of like Graham Stephan, meet Kevin. So they were big inspirations of mine to start. And then one of my brother's buddies was big on TikTok. And he's like, dude, you got amazing value. You're just on the wrong platform. Get on TikTok. And he had like 500,000 followers on TikTok. So I get on TikTok and right out of the get-go, boom, just take off. Grew that first account to, like, 50,000 followers in less than two months. I mean, it was big at the time, especially as a 17-year-old talking about wealth and index funds um, and, like, crypto and e-commerce and all that. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is fascinating. Like, the creator economy and the ability to build an audience. And I thought Gary V was was, uh, was lying about the, the TikTok and posting four times a day. And that's what I did. I posted four times a day for six months straight. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to commit. Uh, and so yeah, within two months grew 50,000 followers. I was like telling my friends, I was like, yo, you can create content around anything that you do. You like football, you like hockey, you like golf, you like working out, create content around it, build an audience and then monetize and do that for, you know, the rest of your life. Just leverage that audience to make a full-time living out of you literally living and doing the things that you love. And everyone, I got the same excuses, you know, uh, I don't know how to create content. I don't know where to start. What to what to say. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to create another account teaching you how to create content, what you should do, my experiences and struggles. So created that account, Coach Stone, and grew that to 100,000 followers in less than two months. And then, yeah, the rest is history.
0: What about the friends you spoke to? Are there any of them that you actually convinced from doing the account that they should be posting themselves?
1: Um, no, I mean, like, especially in, especially in high school, it's like everyone still views TikTok as this platform that's like everyone's dancing, everyone's kind of just on it to make memes and all this, you know, sort of th- things. And th- they don't really understand, like, the power of it and how it's a free attention at scale and that you can literally create an audience that knows, likes, and trusts you and just, you know, uh, make a living, literally, like I said, out of you living. They mm-hmm. just don't understand that. They think it's just, you know, dancing in front of the camera, making some funny trends. Uh, so when I did it, it was kind of odd. It was kind of... Uh, different unique because i come on this platform and talk about investing a lot of them don't even know like what i do they they, they're like oh you're in stocks and i'm like i rarely talk about stocks like um and they don't even know i have my other account either so yeah i mean that's that's interesting too
0: is it weird for you that there are so many people who are older than you that look to you look up to you in this way
1: um Yes and no. I mean, yes, it's 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 odd because it's like sometimes I meet with people that have digital marketing degrees and mm. you would assume all the education in the world to market uh, a product or a business correctly. But yet here I am giving them advice on, on TikTok. Um, but then again, I go back to what I, what I always believe in is like age is irrelevant, especially in this new economy with the Internet like – It's really just because a lot of people were like, oh, you don't have much of experience. And most people, they'll say that they have 20 years of experience, but in reality, they just have one experience or one year of experience repeated 20 times. They're not learning. They're not, you know, adapting. They're not pivoting. They're not innovating with the economy and marketing, especially in all these platforms. So again, I just, I think age is irrelevant. You see it time and time again with 12-year-olds making hundreds of thousands of dollars with NFTs and crypto. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and and you you come across as so wise. And like truly like you have a an incredible head on your shoulders for 18 years old you are? Or are you yeah. 18 or yeah. yeah. So it's like where do you think that comes
1: from? Um I mean, I would I would say like throughout my whole entire life, even when I was a kid, I always wanted to be right. Um and growing up with two older brothers, um, only two older, two older brothers, uh, my mom and dad are really polarizing too and always want to be right. And so I just kind of grew up in this environment of like, you know, debating and argue, arguing and uh, about like particular subjects. And I always wanted to be right. So therefore I wanted to inform myself that way I had, you know, sources and information to back me up. And so the more and more you consume these sources and information and just kind of ingrain it into your head, I think the better you are to articulate that information and to win that argument, too.
0: Was there any... The, debate. Yeah. Are, are there any particular debates or arguments that stand out in your mind as um, particularly College is a big
1: one. Yeah, yeah, college is a big one. I think money is a big one, too. Um, you know, like, my big brother is in law school right now, So just to give you an idea. So it's yeah. like, he's big into... Um, law into school strongly believes that you uh you should go to school and uh you know all of this sort of thing but i especially money too a lot of people will try to uh i believe think that like money is this root of all evil or it's you know it's terrible to think about or to not talk about but in reality it's like it controls all of our lives Mm -hmm. like it controls what you can do when you could do it And, and yet we don't talk about it at all. And that's why like on my podcast, i love to normalize money and talking about money, regardless of who I have on. Like, I always make sure that that is something that we hammer, Mm -hmm. um, because I, I just think that it just needs to be talked about more. And, you know, my parents didn't even educate me on money or any of this. I had to like force them to educate me on this. Like I would go up to my mom and dad and be like, what is he saying in this video? (laughs) And it would be like, invest into a Roth IRA consistently and all this. And I'm like, what's a Roth IRA? What is compound interest? What are all these things? And like, they didn't teach me any of this. And it's just like, I think it's just information that we should learn like in middle school. And just Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to start investing for my kid like right when they're born. Because it's just, you know, time is the advantage that you will never get for the rest of your life in terms of investing. And there's just, you know, Allow you to take full advantage of compound interest and allow that money to grow and compound. Um, but yeah, I mean, those were some of the biggest kind of debates. College is a big one. I, for most people, I just I think college is just not a good decision um, unless you're going into something like the STEM field or law, um, and you you really have a clear plan and direction of where you want to be and where you, what you want to do. Then I'm you know that's totally fine. I'm I'm actually really happy for you. But if you're gonna go to you know, get a business degree or uh, entrepreneurship degree or, you know, marketing degree. It's like all that stuff you can learn online. And I look at it into an ROI perspective. It's like, okay, if I'm going to put my time and energy and thousands of dollars into it, what am I going to gain in return? And, you know, a lot of kids, uh, like, I think it's like 70, more than 70% of people don't even pursue a career with their degree. Mm. So again, there's, there's way more things that uh, play in a factor with that, and we can go into it if you want, but yeah.
0: Well, maybe we'll get into it later, but I'm curious about the background of your screen right now. It says it's got execution, hustle, and grind as posters, and I see some of those in your TikToks as well. Why those three particular words? Like, What do those mean to you?
1: Yeah, so execution, um, I really believe is... Uh, really important to me because I, I, especially uh, in the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey, I would think that I just needed to consume a lot more information and just, you know, oh, I need to learn more. I need to consume more books. I need to consume more information. But in reality, it's like that's actually doing uh, more harm than good for you for most people because it's like you're consuming all this information. You're getting information overload. You're getting stressed out. And, you know, half the time you're not even productive. And so I think it's not about how much information that you're consuming, but rather which information is most relevant to you and executing on that information. A lot of people just consume, consume, consume and never execute and never take action. That's like another thing. Like that, I always, always, uh, heart, like push of my content is just like taking action uh, and just starting because that was one thing I didn't do in, in e-commerce. I would just wait and wait and wait um, and afraid to fail. But in reality, it's like when I started. I learned a lot more than as if I were to just keep scanning the internet and watching all these courses or YouTube videos. And yeah, I mean that's a big one. Hustle and grind or just really just put in the work. I mean grind. I mean I'm in I'm in my room every single day grinding. Uh when my friends are out partying, I'm I'm grinding, I'm making content when my mom and dad and my, my family's maybe, you know, cooking dinner or having a barbecue outside. I'm grinding, I'm making content, you know, it's, 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 you just have to grind, you have to hustle if you really want to get to where you want to want to be.
0: Um, so you, you strike me as a type of person who like is doing all this because you, you have some vision of some sort. Is that true? Because there's not a lot of, (laughs) there's not a lot of Uh, people your age who are willing to sacrifice on the barbecue or the party. And so it makes me believe that there's something that you're working towards or believe that there is a reason for what you're doing here.
1: Yeah. Well, 100%. I mean, in the beginning, I think it was just financial freedom, uh, having the ability to do whatever I want, whenever I want, go wherever I want, eat where I want. Um, But it's become like more of an impact uh, mission of just like creating more of a positive impact uh changing people's lives i mean once I got my first dm of like a 14 fifteen year old telling me that they started investing and uh my content changed their lives that that that's like that's something that you just you never get and it's just it's that high that really um it, that reminds you of like just put it in the work when that when that barbecue's happening you're just like You know, just like impacting that one person fulfills that uh, content and and my mission, but I think the the main goal too, especially with my first account, was the educational system and financial literacy. Um, It's it's just mind blowing to me that the educational system just doesn't educate us on money, and so I think one of the biggest like things I want to do is um, if I could, you know, change the educational system, but it's so hard. So I, that's why I just took action and just started creating content. You know, I, I can't I can't really change them and the, the educational system. It's just so hard to. So I was like, you know what? Let me just put this out there. And I don't come off as an expert on that account. I just come off as here's what I recommend. Here's what I learn. Here's what I believe in. You know, here's what I believe that we should be learning more of. Um, and I think that's, that's something that a lot more content creators should be doing more of too. I think so many people you know, come off as if they're, they're the expert, but yet they haven't really gone through the the trials and tribulations to, to, and the failures to say that they are the expert and that they know a lot more. So I think a lot more people should be documenting their journey of becoming the expert rather than acting as if they're the expert. But, um, yeah, that was a big thing. And then, uh, the educational system and, and just, you know, getting more people to become financially literate, but also, um, now that I'm getting into the TikTok industry and, and coaching people on uh, growing on TikTok, getting on TikTok, inspiring people on TikTok, it's really come this like creator economy uh, mission of like getting people to um, take part in this opportunity, especially with TikTok because it's, it's just remarkable. I mean, it's changed my life and I mean, I was a no one. I was I was really a no one. I, d- I didn't do anything. I was lazy. I didn't I, – I, I just I think I can relate to a lot of people, um, especially those that are, you know, probably not liking what they're doing or in a job that they hate, but they have this hobby that they really love that they don't know that they could be making a full time income or, you know, infinite amount of money off of just by creating content around it.
0: Well, this is fascinating because you mentioned before so you're lazy, but then you're also skipping barbecues so that you can post content. What was the yeah. switch there? At what point were you realized, like, oh, I'm actually not lazy. I'm I'm working pretty hard.
1: Well, I think – so here's – I think I was listening to uh, some broad advice from a lot of people of, like, find your passion. You know, mm-hmm. if, it's like, all right, thanks. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll try that. Yeah. <laughs> try as many things as possible, which I did. You know, like in, in middle school, high school, I mean, I would do every class from culinary, band, Uh, Try every sport. I did computers, coding, marketing, business. I tried everything just to see what I like and what I don't like, and just gain more experience. Um, But I think once I really started to do and do something that I really believed in and worked hard for, um, that's when I started to really gain my passion. Um, And I can't remember who said it, but someone said, I, I think it was on TikTok, that. You should not go to try to find your passion. You should really outline your ideals, your values, and your beliefs. Because when we work hard for something that we don't believe in, that's called stress. But when we work hard for something that we do believe in, that's called passion. And mm-hmm. pa- passion shouldn't be the entry point. It should be the exit point. So when you when you outline those beliefs, when you outline those values, those ideals, and you pursue something in that, um, then that becomes your passion, right? And so that's that's really how I started to work harder and and not become lazy i guess is just i found my pat like find my kind of passion in the industry of which i believe in and that is financial Mm. literacy and learning about this you know paper that controls our lives it's ridiculous
0: (laughs) so give me the the rundown of what the normal high schooler thinks about cryptocurrency
1: and oh, what you man. think
0: about cryptocurrency as well?
1: I mean, well, I've educated myself a ton on on crypto, so I have a completely different point of view on it. Um, I think a lot of people just think of it as like a scam, as mm. like this. Especially NFTs, they a lot of people just think NFTs are just picture, literally just pictures that you just <laughs> download. Um, and so, especially with Bitcoin too, I think people don't understand it. They still kind of visualize like a, a coin on the internet and like, Mm. that's what you're buying. Um, but they don't, they don't understand like blockchain technology and, and, you know, decentralization and all, you know, all of that. So, I mean, I completely understand. And that's kind of another reason why I started TikTok was and, and creating content was to educate them on this. And like this revolutionary technology of like, yo, a lot of you tell me all the time that you wish you'd go back you know, 20, 30 years to start the next Apple and and the next Microsoft, yet, you know, this is it right here, you know, like blockchain technology, decentralization, partaking in something like Bitcoin, Ethereum, this could be it. I mean, I'm not going to say it is it, but Mm. it definitely, I I believe it's definitely going to stay around for a long time.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, like, what about it made you say, okay, this is something interesting? Like, in initially, yeah. did you, did you come into the camp of like, this is a scam and then you were convinced or you were more middle ground Like how did, how did that journey work for you?
1: Yeah, I was, uh, this was when I was big into e-commerce and my big brother that's in law school, he's like, I'm so surprised you're like not in Bitcoin. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know too much about it. Uh, you know, and, and that, that night I actually went home and, and just watched a lot of podcasts, uh, would, would read a lot of kind of articles and, um, When I'm I'm consuming information, especially around something that I don't know, I'll usually watch a YouTube video or a podcast, and whatever they say that I don't understand, I'll pause the video, then go on Google, educate myself on that, and then continue. And so when, you know, like 30 seconds into these podcasts, it's like blockchain.
0: (laughs) You're like, what is that? I
1: was like, all right, we're already getting into it. And so, yeah, I I just got into it. I think Andre Jick really helped me uh, understand it and um, how countries fight economically and, and with the economic power and uh, how we don't have hundred percent control of our money and how the the Fed keeps printing money and you know inflation and how Bitcoin has a limited amount of supply and how the havening works and uh, blockchain technology and all of it and so that that was really fascinating to me and he kind of laid it out like as if I'm a third grader listening um, and so I guess I just understood it you know easily and yeah i mean it was just fascinating for me and then i and then i learned about ethereum and nfts and yeah that's another huge road
0: yeah so take me down it doesn't have to be for bitcoin or anything like that but how do you go about taking a piece of content and making it into reality like you learn a concept and then is it like i'll make a piece of content about that piece of content about the thing that I just learned, or is it more of a process of letting something sit? How does that work for you?
1: Um, So, like, when I'm educating myself on uh, watching content, how am I going to take that and put it into content? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, first, I really have to understand that particular subject and, um, you know, video, because that's why I really love content, too. It's because it kind of keeps you accountable and just... You know makes you not be wrong mm-hmm. um and so f- when i when I feel like I'm mastered that and um able to convey it and, and articulate it in a in a good way, I'll go ahead and make a piece of content if I think it's valuable for my audience and it falls in line with my content principles um, but I'll come off as like that you know this is something that I just learned it's fascinating, et cetera not you need to do this, you need to uh invest in a Bitcoin or something like that. I usually just come off as like, you know, highly recommend you to educate yourself on blockchain technology, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Web 3.0, because I realized that this, and right. then go into it. Um, so that's kind of how I do it. In, in the beginning, especially because I was still learning a lot about this, um, I would often script it out. And so when I would script it out, I would structure my videos like a third grade essay, intro, body, conclusion, intro being that hook, body being that information, and then conclusion being that call to action. Um and then, yeah, I mean, usually uh, back then it was like I'm saying back then it was just a couple months ago. It was like three, you know, three ways or, or three things you should be learning about. You know, five ways to make money or something like that. And so that was kind of the normal hook. And um, one of my like top tier hooks that really performed well, I think it was like my second video was here's some simple shit. I believe every teenager needs to hear and do right now that'll change your life. Trust me. And then, like, number one was, like, get off your ass, get off the video games, go out and grind and and, uh, utilize your youth rather than wasting it. And, you know, so – and then I went in number two, number three, number four, number five. And that video performed really well because I think it was really polarizing. It was a different perspective and very unique. And so I got a lot of teenagers, you know, commenting, hey, you know, stop wasting your life, go out and party, yada, yada, yada. But if you scroll down, you get a lot of – I got a lot of, you know, thank you so much. I needed this. Thank you. Oh, my God. And so – That's just, it also is a great example of what Gary Vee says. It's like negativity is just louder than positivity. And so that's why those are the most liked at the top. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be getting in front of the people that I need to get in front of and that need the message.
0: What gives you the confidence to create a message like that? I remember being in high school myself and maybe I would have thought something like that, but I don't know if I would have had the courage to actually say it or to to own that message and be the the messenger itself.
1: I would say fully grasping the concept of whatever you're talking about and the importance of it and yeah. if it's super important to you um you know and, and important to me and like if you're really obsessed about it um then it it shouldn't it, it should just be a no-brainer. I mean like how you how you whip through these podcasts. I mean, you just, you whip through them. I mean, cause it's just something that you love that you're obsessed about. I mean, this was something that I would go to bed just like thinking about and waking up in the morning and, and thinking about, yeah. um, you know, I'm sitting there reading a book in English class and I'm thinking about it, you know? Um, and so it just, like i said if if it's just something that you're really obsessed about i think it's then com- uh, overcoming that insecurity factor of like okay what are other people going to think of me yeah and y- in reality you just have to understand that like other people are just so focused on themselves and not thinking about you um and when i really really realized that and posting my first tiktok and that no one actually gives a fuck then i was like oh i can continue to do this without anyone really caring
0: yeah, yeah. you mentioned the fear piece when you were dealing with the e-commerce back in the day, which might have just been a year or two ago. I'm not sure exactly. But what was the fear holding you back when, when you think about those days?
1: Um, losing money, for sure. Losing money, failing, uh, letting my parents down, uh, what other people would think of me in terms of, you know, failing in that business or doing something and saying I would do something and obviously not being successful in it.
0: Did Were there any like technical issues? I remember when I was doing things on the internet under 18, I would always use my mom's name for certain yeah. stuff like that. Was there that going on too? And like, did that help you yeah. or hurt you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, I mean, I asked my, I asked my dad, my dad really helped me out with it and he, uh, you know, he would help me, open up bank accounts and, um, you know, start LLCs and, uh, start on Shopify and do all of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that That's cool. Um, like talk a little bit about your family. Like how have they played? I've heard you touch them on them a bit in this podcast and in other ones, but like, how have they helped or, or hurt? I mean, like how, yeah. how would you describe your family in, in this, um, Entrepreneurship, TikTok world, you're living in.
1: Yeah, well, I think especially my dad has been a huge mentor and inspiration of mine. Um, he was very successful. I mean, playing the NFL for nine years, um, and you know, super successful in that terms, and just would always work hard. Um, and I think another another reason why I got really big into e-commerce and all of this was because during the pandemic, I mean, we were all in. Uh, in our homes. And I would see my dad working on the couch. And I'm just like, I know that's not what he likes to do. And he's, you know, he's not happy. And he loves going out and playing golf with, you know, his boys and um, us. And, and so I was like, man, he can't do what he actually loves to do because of money. And so this is why I think I had a I have a strong root for money, too. It's because it's like, he can't do what he loves to do, you know. Uh I can't even do what I, you know, love to do because of money. I mean, I can't I can't uh stop going to school, you know, like or I can't well now I I, I don't have to go to college. But back then I was like, I have to go to college. I don't that's something I don't want to do and because money. And so that's when I really got big into money. Um my mom has been a big inspiration of mine too. But I mean, it's interesting because it's like they they're new to this, you know, internet thing too. And especially TikTok. And, um, I think in the beginning they were just like, you know, this is probably just a little phase that he's going to go through and it's probably not going to work out. And so they were, they were, you know, definitely like, Hey, you know, continue to make good grades, act as if you're going to go to college. Cause you're probably going to go to college and all of this sort of thing, you know? And so that's when I, that's re- really motivated me too, to start making a lot of, money to be like, now I have the choice to not go to college or not, you know, and I was expecting the worst of it as, you know, they were going to kick me out. And so I wanted to sustain myself financially as if they were going to do that. No, they're not going to do that. Um, thank God. But yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and just a motivator. I mean, like when they, when they said that this was not going to probably be something that I could do long-term or what if TikTok gets banned or all this sort of thing, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. And I just, I love proving people wrong. <laughs> I just love well, it. it. feels so yeah,
0: good. Yeah, it does. Where does that, um, you know, you hear that negativity a lot with just general perceptions of people whenever someone's doing something new is like yeah. what if it doesn't work out what why, why is so many people's first reaction negativity from your perspective
1: um man that's a good question i think it's uh it might be uh, for a lot of people i think it's jealousy i think um especially when i started out in in business and starting these e-commerce businesses in high school a lot of my friends were like you know dude what are you doing like with all this, you know, creating businesses, like, dude, you're 17 years old. Like, this is something that you just can't do, won't do. And um, I think they were afraid of me maybe performing really well and doing really well in business, and you know, not maybe hanging out with them or mm-hmm. them not at the same them not at the same level as me. I don't know. You know, that could be play a factor, um, or just being comfortable and being, you know, staying comfortable rather than going through discomfort and going through, um, you know, failures and, and hard times to learn. I mean, failure is the be- best teacher. And so maybe they just want you to, you know, stay, stay comfortable and, and, and not go through all that harm. Uh, cause why, cause why go through all that harm? You know, it's, it's not needed, but when you really want to become successful and like become the best version of whoever you want to be, like you're going to have to go through all that. And it, and if it wasn't for that, then it wouldn't make success as good as it, it is. You know, if I were to just, um, I can't remember who, who said this, but if, you know, if I were to just give you everything that you want right now, you probably wouldn't enjoy it, you know, uh, over a long period of time because you didn't earn it. And so you didn't go through the 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 failures and the hard times to to earn it. And so I think that's the most important part of the journey.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because we, we often hear the advice of like, play it safe or don't go through struggle as yeah. like, that's the the primary narrative. But it's interesting because if you look at the gym and if you look at business, it's like in the gym, if you go through struggle, if you put yourself through some bit of stress, you actually gain and in business if you go through some failures you actually gain so it's just interesting how of course the 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 amount of stress has to be correct because if you if you try to bench press 500 pounds your first time under the bar you're gonna break something might have an injury for life so it's like how do you pick the right stress when it comes to business to make sure you grow
1: Mm, another good question um I think if it's something that it's just mandatory and something that you need to do in order to just get through, uh, get to that, you know, goal, get to that place to where you want to be, but making sure that, you know, it's relevant and that you're going to gain an ROI of your time and energy and maybe even money too. Um, And then also I think, you know, discipline and and willpower and your environment play a huge factor into it. You know, there's other way another thing that i really realized is um utilizing your network for a lot Mm -hmm. of these business problems and and stress um mentors but also just people that are really specific uh into that industry and experience in that industry to where you can call them and it's going to cut your learning curve in half um and so i think that's that's a big realization that i had but also willpower you know placing uh big things, big stressful tasks at hand when I have the most willpower Mm. uh, rather than towards the end of the day when I don't and I probably won't do that particular thing or won't do it at the best I possibly can do it.
0: What's the most stressful thing you do like in any particular Mm. day? Let's just say this week because it might change from week to week.
1: Yeah, I would say school.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. School.
1: School 100% because it's like it's something that I just don't like it's something that i just don't believe in um and it's just taking time away from the things that i actually want to do uh, especially when i'm trying to do the things that i want to do and a teacher comes around he's like you know no phones in the classroom or <laughs> something like that and i'm like god i got to i got to you know reply to this email right now
0: <laughs> dude did you yeah. see my tweet earlier today i wasn't even thinking of you when i tweeted it but it was like something along the lines of it's funny how in school, they take your phone away, but in i've never met somebody in work who they don't have a phone. Everybody uses yeah. their phone to work, but in school, you can't have it and I just thought it was yeah. an interesting uh way of thinking about it, and it's like what what's going on there? Why are we so addicted to no phones when we're when in the real world we're actually going to use phones
1: exactly yeah and I think a big realization that I had was when we were in math class and we were learning about compound interest and usually I don't pay attention in math class. And she goes, yeah, we're going to be learning about compound interest. And I was like, Oh, I'm getting my notebook out. Let's get it. You know? And, um, she's like, all right, here's how to calculate compound interest and all of this. And here's the formula and all this. I'm like, I just, I just look up compound interest calculator. Like you don't need to do this. Like talk about the importance of compound interest and how we could take advantage of it. Um, and, you know, and that's like, again, just something that's like, I think, fucked up in the educational system. It's like, you, I mean, here's a, or what is said from Albert Einstein, the eighth wonder of the world, yet we won't even learn about it. Like, mm. it's it's ridiculous. And and so that's why I just, that's why I create content. And, uh, you know, I just place it out there for, for people that want to learn and want to know it.
0: Well, you're basically a teacher in your own right and you're educating people. So like from your perspective, what makes for a good teacher? Because you're proven, the market has proven that you are a good teacher. You've over a hundred thousand followers on two different accounts on two different topics. So it's like that that's proven by the market. This is a good teacher. But like from your perspective, what makes for a good teacher?
1: Passion and obsession about the particular topic. Um, I mean, even in econ, hopefully my econ teacher doesn't see this, but even in econ, um, we're talking about investing and, and all this sort of thing. And, you know, he's just like kind of sitting there talking about it. And I'm like, you got to get these kids motivated. You got to, you got to touch these kids, you know, like not, <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> I mean, you got to connect That's gonna with
0: That's going to get taken out of context in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah year. I
1: know. You got to connect with these kids. You got to connect with these kids. Like... Especially, especially when it comes to money, though. It's like, I mean, rather than saying, oh, yeah, here are your expenses and here's your income. It's like, I mean, come on, give us a give us a direction, at least. And so even when I asked him, I was like, can I teach this subject? I mean, let me let me let me get in here. And he's like, Yeah, I mean, you know, outline a layout. And so I give him a layout and he's like, Well, we won't talk about this and this and the psychology of money and what the rich do and what the poor do and investing in assets and liabilities. I'm like, this is this is, you know, key <laughs> shit that we need to learn about here. And rather than you, you know, at a two thousand seven PowerPoint, you know, reading it off, it's just it's just not doing anything. And I see kids sleeping in class when this is one of the most important subjects that we should learn, especially in government too. It's like uh, my government teacher was, was badass. I mean, she was passionate about it. She would, she would allow us to, you know, uh, talk about our, our opinions and uh, what we believe in. And that's why I really love that class. But yeah, it, it really comes down to the uh, professor or teacher um, and how really passionate they are about it and making that impact on whoever they're teaching.
0: Mm. Well, I'm on the same page with you about school, but I'm curious from your perspective, like, what do you think you've actually gained from this period of your life doing something where you didn't necessarily want to do it or don't really think it's it's that valuable? What what has been the benefit of being in school from your perspective?
1: Um, Gaining, continuing to gain the perspective of a traditional teenager and, um, you know, the, the questions that they have. Cause a lot of, cause there are some kids that ask me, you know, questions about investing in stocks and, uh, you know, what they should be doing in life and your or college goals, how to set goals effectively. And so when I, uh, when they ask me that question, after I'm done answering it, I'll pull out my phone and, and just write it down as a content idea. And, um, even like I said before, when we were talking about compound interest, I I went home, made a video about that, and I was like, it's ridiculous how uh, nobody, or I think the hook was like, uh, it's ridiculous how many teenagers could give two shits about becoming financially free. In K- and and uh, in school today, we were talking about compound interest, and this just goes to show how screwed up the educational system is, and how you know we're not learning about the importance of uh, compound interest, but rather how to calculate it. And while this is, you know, important, we really need to learn how important, uh, the, the importance and the opportunity of compound interest. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's a huge thing that I, I really love. And also just connecting with my friends that I've been grown up with for, you know, my entire life, continuing to connect with them and socialize with them. Um, and continuing to do the, the, you know, continue, uh, like high school things. I mean, uh especially when there was covid last year, none of these things were around. No football games, no prom, no dances. Um so being able to continue to do that every once in a while too is 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 good.
0: Yeah. When when I was 13 years old, I started creating content on a blog. This was 13 That's years bro. ago. Um and some woman commented like, you know, you should be playing in school and not creating content online. And I was like, maybe she's right. And, I, and like that, that one comment pushed me over the edge to not create content anymore. What would you say to that 13-year-old kid who is in a position of knowing what they're passionate about, but society or random commenters might be getting to them?
1: Yeah, I would say don't let other people's opinions and interests dictate what you can and can't do. Um, And, you know, just envision yourself 10, 20, 30 years from now or even just like on your deathbed and, uh, you know, you're looking back and you're like, shit, I should have started that blog (laughs) or (laughs) created content. And, you know, it's like you didn't do that because you let some 40-year-old Karen, you know. dictate what you should and shouldn't do or what's normal and what's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that I always get too is the same thing is like, dude, stop wasting your youth. Like go out, party, socialize, you know, go play sports, go hang out with friends. And, uh, I'll, I'll actually take those, those comments, do a video reply and be like, well, it's not wasting my youth. It's actually utilizing it <laughs> because, uh, you know, I'm putting my money to work and, um, you know, taking advantage of compound interest. And, you know, like these are things that like it doesn't take 24 hours to do every single day. I mean, you can literally just – now now with technology and all these brokerages, you can just literally set it and forget it. Uh, take 20, 30 minutes, open up a, you know, brokerage account, throw some money in, recurring investment, boom, just set it and forget it. Like I, I rarely go into our, my brokerages anymore and invest. And like I just have it on recurring investment and just, you know, do it consistently. I'm thinking long term. Um, but that's like another thing that i is 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 key when it comes to investing is like long-term gratification rather than short-term satisfaction and just you know thinking about the long term and 20 30 40 years from now where do you want to be um uh, but yeah that's the biggest thing you know um and something i'm also realizing is that people's attention spans are just so short mm-hmm. you know when they do that negativity comment or they you know watch your content and say something negative or whatever. I mean, 10 minutes from then, they're going to f- totally forget who you are or what they just said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's like, and now you're sitting here, you know, days after that comment was posted, still contemplating if you should do this or not.
0: Yeah. Think about the lifespan of that negative comment in my head. Yeah. You know, 13 years yeah. later, I still remember it. It's crazy mm. how long we can can really remember the the things that people say
1: yeah it's nuts It, it is it's like I uh I had Andrew uh Murnane on my podcast and he's he's big on TikTok and like you know no one actually gives a fuck about you know what you do or um what you say and so when when he came on it was a big realization for me it was just like just focus on your own path and like you're your own kind of world. I mean, it's like, it's kind of interesting. It's like, it's all perspective too. It's like, you know, that if that person is watching, if you're a content creator and you know, they're posting negative comments on, on you, they're, they're watching your content, spending their time to watch your content, then go to the comment section, then write out this nasty comment. Like this person's probably in a bad state. Um, You know, and if they're not, then they're just a complete dick, which in which case it's like,
0: they're in a bad state for them.
1: Yeah. And, and so again, it's just like, I would just really focus on yourself and uh, your impact and really what, what you want to do.
0: Yeah. I would also say that better getting to know myself and bringing more kindness to to myself has led me to want to bring more kindness to other people. So the the negative comments today that I received don't affect me the same way it did the 13-year-old version of me because I have a better sense of who I am and what I actually care about and value. So that's... Well, the- and
1: I think, Danny... Yeah, I think, too, it's like we all talk about the, the negative comments and that impact on us, but also the positive comments, Incredible. what I'm starting to realize, too.
0: Incredible. I mean,
1: it, the, the positive comments, they're great and all, but again, if you... <clears throat> pay too much attention to them and you get kind of high on your own supply you become very vulnerable one thousand percent and you know you 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 don't want to take those risks and you 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 know you feel like you don't have to put in the work anymore Mm -hmm. um so i think positive comments are another thing that we really need to be hammering hammering down to
0: one thousand percent and when you get to your level it's like you must get a flood of that i think James Clear, he's an incredible writer. I don't know if you know the book Atomic Habits talks a lot about compound interest in terms of habits, but he talks about how he reached a certain point with his audience size that it didn't make sense to listen to the feedback he was getting anymore because it wasn't really indicative of what his actual quality was because there were too many people who were saying great things about him when he he was like, I got to tune this out. So I think that's definitely something to, to think about, you know, you you mentioned before about how you're taking a 20, 30, 40 year view of things, a long-term view. And I like to think about it the same way, but I'm 26 and you're 18. So it's like, where does an 18 year old come to the conclusion of, I'm going to be thinking for the next 20 years. When, when I was 18, I was just thinking about how drunk can I get tonight?
1: Yeah. Um, realizing that i i have the mindset that i'm going to be a, around to 100 hmm. and so if i sacrifice 20 years 30 years i can have 70 years of doing what i want when i want and and you know being happy uh because i think success is waking up in the morning and really loving loving what you what you love to do or what you're doing um and not you know the lambo that you have or the ferrari that you have um, but in reality, you know, just doing what you love. Um, and, and so that's, that's the biggest thing. And then, you know, obviously back to what I said earlier of like how, how big imp, uh, money has on our lives, how, how much of an impact of like, okay, this is something that I just need to um, set and forget and really, you know, master it and, and make sure that it's going to be good for, for, for me for my entire life. So that way, I don't have to worry about it, and I can focus on other things. You know, if I want to continue to create content, I'll continue to create content and make that positive impact. If I want to go travel around the world, I have the ability to go travel around the world. If I want to go eat at the top steakhouses or seafood restaurants or sushi, I have the ability to do that. Um, so that that was kind of my mindset going into it, and just like consuming so much information from all these you know, successful people on YouTube, entrepreneurs on TikTok, that was another thing that was really beneficial for me was like Keurig, uh, making these like for you page and these algorithms around entrepreneurship and, uh, improving your life and, uh, productivity, you know, like all these people, a lot of people will say that social media is bad and TikTok is bad and 100%, I mean, it has negative effects, but you can turn that into a positive and, and, you know, put the, put, Valuable information that's going to improve your life in front of you, um, and just over time you just get the same message and get uh, different point of views as well and so I think that really helped as well.
0: You mentioned happiness as like one of your big goals What makes you happy?
1: hanging out with my my family for sure, but also impacting other people um, in terms of you know whether it be Finance, whether it be uh investing or creating content and now they're doing what they love uh every single day. That's really big uh for me. My family, like I said, um and also impacting my friends. The, the my friends that I've grown around grown up with for my entire life and um seeing them do something that I, I, I preach on a day to day basis and it's making a positive impact on them that that really makes me happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, going out and uh, hanging out with the family going golfing with my brothers, my dad, for sure.
0: Well, I think that's a beautiful place to come to a close. Stone, you give me a lot of hope for the next generation of kids coming up and This was really insightful. I'm so, I feel so blessed to be able to witness your journey and rise over the next hopefully 10, 20, 30 years because uh, I'm just, I'm really excited for your trajectory and and I, I know you have an incredible amount of talent and work ethic and so I just can't wait to see what that produces. I have no idea what it will, but I'm really, I'm really thrilled and honored to have you here and I'm really grateful for your incredibly wise answers today.
1: Oh, thank you, man. Thank you, Danny. I mean, thank you for having me on. And, um, I mean, what you've done is, is remarkable. I mean, the guests that you bring on the, the commitment three times a uh, a week with the podcast, I mean, I'm doing once a week and it's, it's hard as fuck. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. And just, um, the, the sacrifices that you're doing in terms of just building this audience and getting your reps in. And, um, it's remarkable. I mean, I've been following your journey and and your podcasts and, um, it's, it's amazing. So thank you for so much, uh, thank you so much for, for having me on. Uh, this was a lot of fun.
0: Where should we send people to connect with you further?
1: Yeah, uh, follow me on TikTok, at Coach Stone, at Stone Fredrickson. Um, you can follow my YouTube, or subscribe to my YouTube, Stone Fredrickson, and uh, Sticks and Stones podcast. And then also add me on LinkedIn. I'm getting a little bit more active on LinkedIn. And uh, you can also go to my Instagram, uh, Stone Fredrickson.
0: Awesome. We'll drop those below. Appreciate you, my man.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much.